Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Candy Cantrell, and you are listening to the Seriously Eve podcast, where reality and spirituality are represented by that famous biblical apple. If you've ever picked your will over what God intended, then you are a sister I can relate to. The good news is, we are forgiven. And what the enemy meant for evil, our Father God can turn to good. Happy to have you join this journey with us as we discover our worth through the God that chose Eve and chose you and me. Today, I want to talk to you about prayer. And now this is something that maybe you're listening and you're not even really sure how to pray yet. Maybe you're a new Christian or maybe you haven't, you know, even asked God into your heart yet. Or maybe you're somebody who used to pray a lot and went through something that hurt you. And so now it's kind of paralyzed your conversation with God, or maybe you pray, but you just don't know how to hear his voice. You're just uncertain as to why you can't discern when it's him talking to you. I want to share with you what I have learned through my prayer life. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not that person who goes behind closed doors and spends hours and hours in prayer. I wish I was, and I'm hoping I will be that person one day, but I am not there yet. But what I have learned, I really feel like is beneficial to share and might be able to help someone. And it all started with me wanting to make sure I start my day out with prayer And I had bought this sign at a garage sale and it said, you and me. And I bought it because my husband, a lot of times when I'd say like, what do you want to do this weekend? He would say back to me, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just you and me. You know, that's all that matters. And so I got it thinking, oh, it's just so cute because he always says that to me. But I had just gone through kind of a hard time and my husband had been really busy and I had that sign hanging above my nightstand on my side of the bed. And one day when I woke up, I went to put my feet on the floor and I looked up and I saw that sign and I thought, you know, I love it when my husband says that to me, but God, I have learned that, you know, I can't expect my husband to fill every void and to be able to take care of my every need because he is a busy man and he has, he has needs of his own that, you know, I can't fulfill either, but. God, you and me. And it just hit me in that moment that that was an even bigger romance than what I had with my husband. And I thought, you know what? It's strange that I couldn't find any place in my house to put this sign, but just the spot above my nightstand happened to work perfect. So I thought, God, I'm going to look at that sign every morning and remember to pray before I do anything else. So then started this habit of sitting on the side of my bed, looking up at that sign and then thanking him for my day and just beginning to pray for my family. And then I would let my feet hit the floor and get up and start my day. So then I also started increasing it by at nighttime when I would go to bed, making sure my husband and I, we hold hands when we sleep and I would take his hand and just start to pray for him because of all of the weight that's on his shoulders with the business that we run and just everything that he has on his plate. And then I would pray for my children. So I had now developed this habit of praying in the morning and praying at night. And then I began to think about how in marriage and in 
any relationship. You could even look at it as, you know, if you're a teenager, your relationship with your parents. You know, if you stay on your cell phones and you don't have communication or you don't sit at the dinner table together and you're just kind of passing in your busy schedules, you're passing one another and you are living in the same house, you're a family, but you're just not communicating well with each other. And I thought about how the one night my husband said, hey, Friday, we're going to dinner together. So, you know, when you get off work, we're going to go out to eat and how important that was to me and how special it is when you have that date or that time. So maybe as a teenager, you can think about when you and your parents maybe do something fun that you enjoy and it's just each other that you're focusing on and you really are, you know, maybe they say, hey, I want to take you shopping or for me, like it was going out to eat together. And you just find that when that person says, I want to do this extra thing. I want to go out of the way for you. It makes you feel so important. So I started wondering, God, would it mean a lot to you if I found an intentional place and went out of my way and went there to talk to you? So that's when I started. I know you've probably heard me say on other episodes that I go to the reservoir. So I started going in the morning and I would bring communion and I would listen to music or a sermon as I walked around and just to get my mind off of everything that was outside of God, not think about what was going to happen in my day at work or anything else and just get in in tune with God. And then I would come to a point where I would sit down on this bench and I would take communion and just pray. And I would sit and listen, looking out at the water and just wait to see if he had something to say to me. And Every time I went, it seemed he would share something in the spirit to me and I would have some sort of a revelation or something where I knew this had to be God. This wasn't anything I was thinking about. And so I would get so excited every day thinking I'm going and it was like God would be sitting there on that bench waiting for me. Now, I know that's not really what's happening. God is everywhere. He's right here with me right now as I'm talking to you. He's in this recording room with me. He is everywhere, but there was something special, I believe, in the fact that he knew I was driving 15 minutes out of my way before work to go and spend time with just him. I was going to drown out everything in my personal life, and it was just going to be about him. And I started to just get such excitement, like almost like a teenager going out on a first date or something, just that excitement. And it was almost like there was a romance involved. Like, I know he's waiting for me there and this is our place. And I remember one day I was walking and someone looked like they were going to sit down on the bench that I was, that I go sit on. I was thinking, oh no, don't go there. That's my bench. That's where I'm about to meet God. at. But it was just this anticipation. And I started to look back into scripture and I want to share this with you. The scripture is Mark 135. Now, this is after Jesus has been to the synagogue and preached. He rebuked an unclean spirit. He healed Simon's mother-in-law. He had the city gathered outside his door and he healed the sick and disease and cast out devils. So Jesus had done a lot of stuff and should be absolutely drained. You got to remember he's walking on earth in flesh and he had 
every reason to sleep in the next morning. But what does it say in Mark 135 says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. Jesus sets a great example about how he would always leave and go to be alone to pray to Father God. And then when he was done, he would listen. He went for direction. He would pray and he would listen to what God wanted him to do. And I think that's where we make mistakes a lot of times as we come to God and we tell him everything that we need and then we're done and we say, amen. We don't sit and listen and wait to see if he has something that he wants to speak to you, if he has something he wants to tell you. And I think the scriptures also show us how important it is that we pray for our family. We pray for everybody in our lives. Jesus prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for believers. And as you've seen during his crucifixion, he prayed for those who were even crucifying him. So the importance of prayer is shown through the life of Jesus and how to pray. And even if it is someplace in your house that you go to, the important thing is, is that you can drown out everything. So that's one reason that I like doing it first thing in the morning. The house is quiet. So maybe if you're a mom with kids and you know, as soon as you get out of that bed, it is game on. Maybe that'll help you to lay there in the morning and just talk to him, thank him and pray before you get up. And maybe at nighttime when everybody's put to bed and it's quiet, you can do it then. But if you can find that intentional time to show him like you're worth it and take that walk or do something, go to someplace secluded and sit and just talk with him. I promise you, you will be blessed from it. It is an amazing feeling. And I want to ask you today that if there's a reason that you aren't praying, ask yourself, what is it? Is it that you don't have faith that God answers the prayers? Is it that you've been hurt and your communication with him just isn't good because deep down inside there's a hurt that still needs healed? Whatever it is, try to come down to the root of it and find out why it is that you don't like to pray. Maybe you you've been taught that it's some ritual that seems to be you have to say it a certain way and you just want the freedom to be able to talk to God like he's your best friend. Just whatever it is, take it before the Lord and ask him to help you with it because believe it or not, he will even help you with your prayer life. I also want to give you a heads up that the enemy hates prayer. Prayer is what defeats him and he knows it. It is a weapon that he does not want you to ever use. So you will find that when you go to pray, he will send distractions and they'll just be things that are thrown in your path that may get you either too busy or like I said, distracted or frustrated. Just today, trying to record this episode, it has been crazy. It's only 15 minutes that I need to record, and I have had so many distractions. I've had a coughing fit that came out of nowhere when I tried to talk about how the enemy hates prayer. So to me, I find it somewhat humorous that when you can recognize it 
and see it, it just shows you how strong the actual spiritual realm is for good and for bad. And I know personally, being someone who has done mission work to Haiti and seen what voodoo has a stronghold on, you know, a country, I am very familiar with how the dark side of life also is very, very strong. And the enemy right now, I'm going to tell you that even though many of you are participating in Halloween and it's an innocent thing for you. You are just allowing your children to dress up and go get candy that just be aware that this is a time where the enemy is. He is so celebrated and he is so comfortable with all of our decor we have hanging all over the town, you know, ghosts hanging from trees and just demons and devils and witches and everything. This is his comfortable time. And it's a time where we have to be sure that we aren't comfortable with him and that we stay strong and be in prayer, be in prayer to protect your home, your children, and just know that he doesn't like it. It is where he is defeated and he will fight back against it. But you have the upper hand. I'll give you an example in Haiti where voodoo is very strong. If someone who is worshiping voodoo walks on the same side of the street as a Christian, they can sense it and feel it and they will change the side of street that they walk on. So your God is so much stronger. Next week, we are going to be talking about staying centered. And I invite you to please listen next week. This is a message God gave me a year ago, and I think it's really beneficial. I also want to tell you that the music that you hear at the beginning and at the end of our episodes, the title of the song is called You and Me. And that was uh, chosen because of the sign that I talked about in this episode. It is where prayer began to be a daily. thing that I really started to enjoy. And I believe it's through that prayer and listening to God that he has guided me through this entire process and through each of these episodes. And I know as I go to talk about what I'm going to talk about next week, that I am definitely upsetting the enemy. So please keep me in prayer, if you will, this week. And I thank you for listening. Wow, what a blessing it was talking with you today. You know, my prayer is that within every Seriously Eve podcast, something will resonate with you and impart that unconditional love of Jesus. If you felt that today, I would like to invite you to visit us at www.seriouslyeve.com for more content. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Seriously Eve. Until next week, remember, chase God with everything in you and save yourself a lot of heartache by staying away from those forbidden apples. Love you and call you blessed.